the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Monday. Do I sound a little like I might have lost my voice a little bit, just a tad? Let's just say I had some fun over the weekend. Might have done some shouting and some cheering at a certain event that I went to, but it was all good, clean, fun, babies. Glad to be back with y'all because we have so much to share with you guys. I behaved decently this weekend, but uh, I came back to some reports of some indecent behavior going on in D.C. over the weekend. <laughs> I'm in such a good mood and glad to be back with you guys. I want to say a big thank you, though, to my partner here who uh, kept the wheels in the AK show rolling along while I had rolled on out of town. Of course, I'm talking about this guy, the one and only. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. The show must go on, and it did. But I got to tell you, AK, while you were gone, we were coming into the bottom hour, the second segment, or the uh, the second hour <laughs> on Friday night, and the news broke about the Senate staffer. <laughs> and you know how it goes. Sometimes you're doing a show, and all of a sudden, the juiciest news comes out, and it's like, wow, you're floored. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice Friday night surprise. Yes. Um, was he floored or was he desked? Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. I know you, it, we are going to talk about that tonight, um, but I've got a little bit of a different angle than the one everybody's been talking about. No pen intended, by the way, with the angle. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> because it's actually related to another breaking news story today. Um, if you miss any part of Sesame filling in Thursday and Friday night, and of course, Bob Walters was with him on Friday, and I believe Jake Lang, Jan 6 political prisoner Jake Lang, was with him on Thursday night. Or if you miss any part of tonight's show, don't forget the podcast. Be sure to download that because we uh, we always put on a good show for you guys. And we always manage to have fun. Well, we're at it. So if you want to catch up and find out what's happening politically, get some great analysis and have some laughs and some giggles at the same time, uh, then join us either every night of the week here, 6 to 8 p.m. or download the podcast. You can also find us on the socials. We'll give out some more of those details in a moment. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I love when I get emails from y'all about the tech issues. <laughs> We've got some new equipment at the station, which is good because, you know, we always got, you always got to keep it fresh, right? You always got to get the latest. Um, but we, while we're, 
everybody's trying to learn new technology, we got shows to put out at the same time. <laughs> so sometimes little techie things happen, but I love that you guys feel comfortable enough to email me about anything. So please continue sending me the emails at andreakshow.com. There was so much breaking news, uh, but I really, we had to open with the border tonight. There is so much breaking news at the border, and I have to wonder how many people have any idea. Whether it's the fact that some young man, 20-something-year-old, was arrested down at Otay Mesa, and I'm not even sure if you've heard this, Sesame Broccolini, down at our Otay Mesa border crossing, not San Ysidro, which is like by TJ. Most people have heard of that one. Um he had I don't know how many pounds of cocaine and meth shoved in some jalapeno paste. Okay, what? And they still, but yeah, really? that was it. That was in Otay Mesa today, like ten million dollars worth of what? Uh, yes, wow. Shoved in some jalapeno paste, right? Um, we've got a report. And, and by the way, if you want all the updates really on everything that's kind of happening on certain topics, Breitbart has the most in terms of detail of all the different issues going on with the U.S. border right now. For example, uh, in addition to the Otay Mesa story today, uh, there is also a report. I'm going to save the, the the most horrifying for the last, but 13,000 special interest aliens and y'all know what the definition, if you're, well, if you're new to the show, you may not. It's first time tun- tuning in. Special interest aliens have that very clever term that's been given to them by the U.S. government because they're coming from terrorist hotbed countries. And we have had over 13,000 come here just since October. How many Hamas terrorists did it take? to, to uh, commit the slaughters that they did on October 7th and take uh, over 200 people hostages. Hostage, how many was that? Maybe 100, 200? We had, prior to this report, over 60,000 special interest aliens approximately. Now we're up at close to 75,000. If, if only 10% of them were here with the goal of committing a Hamas-style attack, there's more than that, more than enough here. Uh, here's an here's another article. They they um there was a, there's such a wave. There's different areas in Texas. Y'all know there's the Eagle Pass, and then there's the other one. I can't remember the name of it. The waves of illegals are so bad right now that they have just completely shut down their checkpoint uh, uh checkpoints f- for the border patrol, and they've been reassigned to other areas basically to change diapers and, and to facilitate. Um. Texas deputies also seized $110,000 in cash on I-250 on the interstate 250 miles from the border. There were uh, one, uh, there was one arrest alone today, had a human smuggler with three people. There was a Tunisian, I'm trying to remember all the headlines today. There's a Tunisian migrant that made his way to uh, New York City that tried to uh, purchase a child for sex. Because, by the way, you got to remember that most of these terrorist hotbed countries are Islamic, and they think that uh, the age of nine is appropriate for marriage. So they're, they're pedophiles. That's, that's what the, this, uh, this particular belief is. Um, that's what Sharia is all about. Um, According to Breitbart, here's another article. 121,000 migrants were apprehended in 15 days along the southwest border. 
It's so bad. The governor of uh, Democrat governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is sending the National Guard to the border. But see, here's what I'm concerned about. When they decide to send the National Guard to the border, are they sending them there to stop these people from coming into our country? Or are they there like the Border Patrol in Texas? really just to facilitate and put them on buses and send them on planes to to move them around the country. In fact, I want to play a clip for you guys. I pulled a couple of clips on the border today. I want to play a clip from Matthew Dowd complaining about Texas Governor Abbott. I think this is the mistake the Democrats have made for, for quite a while and I've sit here in Texas, and I think Democrats here have made the mistake because they've allowed Governor Abbott to put them on the defensive. I think Democrats need to be proactive on this and basically okay. take on the border as an issue that they can attack Republicans on. I mean, the problem fundamentally is that whatever strong hand people want to impose in legislation is not going to solve the problem that we have on immigration that needs fundamental reform. And the ones stopping the fundamental reform on education right now are the Republicans. And so instead of trying to sort of excuse themselves, Democrats, or figure out a way to get Republicans on board, I actually think they need to go proactive on this and say, we want to solve it, and this is the way to solve it, and why are Republicans standing in the way of this solution? So just flip the script. You see, their idea of the problem is not that we've got 10 million illegal aliens that have come into this uh, to, to this country since the Biden administration. He doesn't give a crap how many of them are terrorists. He doesn't give a crap that after a gunfight happened on the southern border today, 10 IEDs. You remember the IEDs that happened and that were killing the American people and maiming, maiming U.S. military in Iraq? That's what was found at the southern border today. These Democrats don't care. So when when you hear that Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs is sending the National Guard to the border, I'm not thinking they're there to provide any security. What they they want all these illegals here. This is what they want. And they want to claim that the immigration system is broken. And what they mean by that is that we are not letting every illegal into the country that they want in. And what they want is reform. They want you to believe that the problem is, is that we're not legalizing enough illegals coming into this country. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in good friend Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, because right now there are negotiations happening between Mitch McConnell and the Democrats over a last minute border deal that would do nothing but provide cover for Joe Biden and the Democrats. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. At the open of the show, we were talking about the border crisis that we have. And I mean, it is a legitimate crisis. We are under an invasion. Our border is literally like a war zone. The 10 IEDs. You remember the IEDs, right? The improvised explosive devices that maimed so many and killed so many U.S. military over in Iraq. Well, 10 of those, if you missed the last segment, 10 of those were found after a gunfight that happened between the cartel and the Mexican police. Some IEDs were found on uh, the Mexican side and some on the U.S. side. In addition, a Texas Border Patrol supervisor, I believe, 
arrested somebody today with a loaded AK-47, two loaded AK-47 magazines, and a couple of other um, guns that were loaded. So uh, we, uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you missed the last segment where I went over some of the other headlines from today, uh, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com. One of the things we talked about last segment was how Matthew Dowd was saying, look, we can win this. We we can win this this uh, narrative or this, we can win this policy issue because it, the Republican Party is the one that's fighting immigration reform because they want to try to sell the American people that there's nothing wrong with millions of these people from 160 countries coming here, some of them from terror-infested countries to the tune of 13,000 just since October. Oh, no, the issue is we have chaos at the border because we don't have an effective system to bring them here and make them citizens. I don't think that that consults with the American people. Do you think so, Sesame? No, and that's not the truth. That's not the crux of the matter at all. It's really a red herring. It's a sad way to deflect from what's really happening. Um, Because as we've talked about so many times before, it would be different if the government was constantly trying to enforce the laws that are already on the books and hold people accountable and then said, oh, we still have the problem. But none of the laws are being enforced. What else do you call it when someone like Governor Greg Abbott gets sued by the Biden mm-hmm. administration just for putting out border barriers like buoys or fence along his territory, you know, with Mexico and in the Gulf. So it's it's such a sad red herring. That's such a sad way to try to deflect from right. what's really going on with this crisis. And that's sad, too, because we have to get real about this and start being honest and, ha- and you know, talk about some tough truths if we want to really solve the problem. No more. Well, we, the problem we can't, is we can't afford to dance around it anymore. Right. The problem is the invasion. Right now, we are continuing to send hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine. Why? Because Putin has taken their is in the process of trying to conquer their country because he came across their borders. Well, what do you think is happening here? In fact, did you guys know that tonight the Empire State Building uh, tweeted this out? And yeah, I'm going to call it a tweet because I'm so sick and tired. Elon Musk with his stupid ex. Um. They posted on X or tweeted out a pick tonight. And here's the caption. Let me see if I can find it here. Tonight from midnight until sunrise, we will shine in burgundy and white to celebrate Cutter National Day. So the Empire State Building, which now that the World Trade Center has been destroyed, the uh, the Empire State Building has always been probably one of the greatest symbols, even even more than the World Trade Sim- symbol, the symbol of New York City. One of the it is the iconic symbol of New York City, and it is celebrating a terrorist country, a country that literally housed was it the uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? A lot of the money. That's going. It's not just Iran who's funding, who's a state sponsor of terror. Qatar is, and our Empire State Building is celebrating them today. We are completely under siege. We are sick as a nation when our government cares about Ukraine's border, when they really don't, but doesn't give a crap about ours. And as for the Democrats, uh, it's not just Matthew Dowd saying, "Yeah, we can sell this," and and the, the problem is just you know that we don't we we don't have an orderly way to bring all these illegals into our country. Here's a Democrat Congresswoman Crockett 
uh, saying that anybody that demands border security is, quote, absolutely insane. Sesame, if you can play that clip. I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. That's just the fact of it. Um, There's not very much that the Republicans get right in general. And so to basically say that issues of national security as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the aid that is going not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border security. Well, I mean, who's going to sign up for this job and you're not paying worth anything? First of all, she's an absolutely brain dead idiot. The woman cannot even conjugate a verb. Okay. She can't, she can't form a sentence. Second of all, as for Abbott, um, they're, uh, you know, they're criticizing Abbott. One of the things that she said, and one of the things that Matthew Dowd had said is that he's not coming up with any solutions. Well, of course he is. Well, first of all, the federal government is supposed to have the one under the constitution, have the purview of protecting the border, because quite frankly, that's really their only, their, the, the federal government's main job is to protect our borders and they're failing at it. That's not governor Abbott's job. Second of all, she's following the same Matthew Dow playbook of what he suggested, which is to try to put the Republic, go on the offense and try to put the Republicans on their heels for not solving the, quote, mangled immigration process. The issue is not whether they're coming here in an orderly fashion. And, and, and by the way, it's pretty orderly. If you think about it, they're coming here in Arizona. They're being given $5,000 gift cards. They're being given cell phones. They're being given transportation to cities. They're being, when they get there to like New York City, for example, they're being put up at the Roosevelt Hotel. They're able to eat Thanksgiving uh, dinners that are supposed to go to the poor citizens and they're going to the illegals. So quite frankly, it's a little too orderly for me. But speaking of Governor Abbott, he actually signed He actually signed into law sweeping new powers that allows the police to arrest illegals that are coming across the border illegally and to give local judges the authority to order them to leave the country where it where it. But if I read that, it gives them the choice of ordering, telling them to leave. They need instead of being put on buses and on planes and sent around this country, they need to be immediately sent back where they've come. Governor Abbott has never said we want to kill anybody on site. Quite frankly, uh, you know, I think that we're at that point to where that's what we should be doing. If if you as as a citizen can shoot somebody who comes into your home, obviously there with the intent to hurt you, the intent to to steal from you, the intent to take over your home and do you harm, you have the right to shoot, don't you? If you feel that you're you're under threat, quite frankly, I I personally believe that we should be able to do that. Right now, that's not the law. Of course, uh Abbott who's done something absolutely appropriate, uh, has his opponents. The same people that are saying Abbott's not going to do anything or is not offering any solutions is saying that this is the same thing. uh, The critics of this bill are saying this is the same thing as the show me your papers bill. And it's also the same thing as it's, they're saying it's unconstitutional. And I don't know if you remember Sesame Broccolini in Arizona, um, if they suspected you were here illegally they would um, ask you to show your citizenship, proof of citizenship. And of course, the left, 
um, says it's the same thing as, um, you know, in, in Germany and that it's racial profiling. Well, you know, I don't care. Quite frankly, we need a deportation force. We need a secure border and we need a deportation force. Your thoughts? Well, I couldn't agree more, truly. I would also like to see a border wall be built and be finished. And I'd like to see, I don't know, I guess I'd be open maybe to some, some actually some tightening of restrictions when it comes to asylum and refugee and that whole process. Because I see some concerns with legal and, or with illegal and legal migration, especially when it comes to cultural conquest and conquest via democracy and what's going on with, say, the Minnesota's new flag looking like it's a flag from Somalia um, because it's modeled mm-hmm. after one of their states. So I have a lot of concerns about migration, legal and illegal. But when it comes mm-hmm. to illegal immigration, it shouldn't be a left-right issue. This should not be something that's partisan. It should be a no-brainer. You cannot have a country without borders, plain and simple. Europe has learned that the hard way thanks to Angela Merkel and her open-door policy, and we're learning it the hard way right now because we have the same open-door policy. Or we, Yeah, we there's a video. Well right. right. I've been talking about this book for many years that I read called While Europe Slept. And today I saw a video out of London and they said, this is not Islamabad in Pakistan. This is London. And the streets were full of black. And I mean, burqas, chadors, I mean, they uh, it mm-hmm. overrun. Yep. And somebody posted that and said, you know, you know, not good luck, America, on your multiculturalism. But this is this, here's your multiculturalism coming to you. And it's a takeover. It's conquest. The, and they're, they, they are not compatible. Islam is not compatible with the U.S. Constitution. I don't care what anybody says. Well, because we're not. based on Christianity. It's theological. To your point, people think, oh, you know, melting pot and pluralism, and we can all just coexist together. And it's like, well, respectfully, this country was founded basically by people descendant from Western Christian Europe at a very specific time in history for a very specific reason. So, yeah, if we don't, how can we form a country when we can't even agree on the basics of who God really is or what the one true way to him is through Christianity? So it's like, it's just the whole Judeo-Christian moral framework cannot coexist with the moral framework that belies Islam in large part, at least I don't think. And I I don't know, maybe, maybe there's someone who wants to debate me on that. I guess, I don't know, but I just, from what I've seen, like you're saying, it's America needs to wake up. We do need to wake up because America is not just an idea. It's not just some abstract thing. It's a specific country inhabited by certain people with a certain culture and values and vision. And we're losing it because liberalism robs people of the will to defend their own cultural identity. It progressives open the door to this invasion, it, quite literally. Right. And it's what and what Bruce Bauer wrote in the book While Europe Slept was he found that the Christianity and the Christian right here in the United States was of value to atheists and even gay activists like himself because he said that it was a protection against um, the what ended up happening to Europe, which was the Islamic takeover, and that was not compatible. And he said that you know after World War II, Scandinavia and in Eastern Europe and these countries, you know they you know had no religion, they had no moral base, and no moral compass and no foundation. And so he said it's like the old saying: if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And they have fallen, and they have fallen to multiculturalism, which is not multiculturalism, because what ends up happening is Islam seeks to to conquer and take over because it is not compatible. You do not move 
And we have got to stop allowing these idiot liberals in this country to try to shame us. Oh, you know, how dare you try to stop Muslims from coming in here? Well, they're not coming here to assimilate. They're not immigrating and assimilating. They're coming here and trying to turn us into their crap hole political, you know, states. And by the way, Islam is a political movement that hides behind a religious component. And it has Sharia and is not compatible whatsoever. And you can see that takeover taking place like you talked about, the Minnesota flag. And how did all of these people get there? How did that community turn? And like Dearborn is staying in Michigan, refugees being brought here. And that whole thing really amped up, shockingly so, thanks to the fool that we all voted for, George W. Bush. Now, the Democrats want them here. And guess what? And the Republicans who say, oh, you know, they're a natural voting block, all these illegals coming across the southern border because they vote. They're conservative. No, they're not. No, they're not. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break because guess who's back in the news? Ms. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay. Who remembers America's favorite darling mayor from last week? The big story, Boston Democrat Mayor Michelle Wu. Remember how her office got busted for sending out an invite for a Christmas party? The invite went out to everybody when it was supposed to only go out to the, quote, electeds of color. What an esteemed title. Kind of like special interest aliens. They're so special. <laughs> the electeds of color. Well, um, uh, the, you know, the dope that sent that out to everybody. Um, the, what upset me, I don't know if you remember so much Sesame, but what upset me even more than the anti-white, uh, the discrimination was the white members of the council that were either okay with it or were like, gee, I hope that was a mistake. Seriously. Not like apologizing. Yeah, not for like, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, somehow thinking it's okay. Well, you know what? Sister friend, Michelle Wu, she actually had the Christmas party and actually posted a pic from the Christmas party with the, with the, the electeds of color and no white people there. Yeah. Had the party over the weekend. Name any other office in this country. I came out of corporate America. You name any other company out there that could have a Christmas party that was all whites and didn't include the black people. What would be happening today? And this is in our government. Unbelievable. Why would she not be proud about it? Because there is systemic racism in the country today. And it's against white people there. I said it. And I'm not going to back down from saying it because it's true. And it's the fact. And one way that there's a war on white people here is by flooding our country with people from uh, 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 the illegals of color from 160 different countries around the world. And then uh, not just putting them on the on the dole with money, but also getting them ready to vote. Speaking of Boston Mayor Michelle, the council was busted um, uh, introducing a home rule petition to open the polls to non-citizens. Quote, we have people who, despite not being given a voice in their local government through the ballot, have worked, sacrificed, and invested in their neighborhoods, and all people should have a say in the decisions that impact their daily lives. Oh, hell no. 
So somebody breaks in. I guess I guess it's that old saying: uh, "Possession is nine tenths of the law." You let these are squatters; they're not investors. They're parasites who sucked off the teat of this nation. There, I said it. At what point are, are we? We've got to stop tolerating this, and and now they're going to be taking our votes away from us as American citizens. They've come in and stolen our country from us. It's outrageous. There should be outrage. There should be righteous indignation going on in this country that this is happening. There is among the black people in Chicago, they've had enough. Their jobs being taken away from them, their housing being taken away from them, their benefits. They're, you know, I, I'm not, a, I don't believe in the entitlement society, but you know what? The entitlement society that was created for the African-Americans under the guise of this is going to help you do better since the slavery days, they're seeing that completely snatched away from them and given to illegal aliens that are coming into this country. And of the 10 million, assume 10% are terrorists and bad guys, and they are taking our country from us. Where's the outrage, Sesame? I... I have a feeling there's a, a decent amount of outrage boiling beneath the surface. There are a lot of people who just don't necessarily have the courage or prerogative to say something about it. I don't know. I mean, it's very weird, though. I mean, even some and this is not someone I, I endorse at all, but even Senator John Fetterman is saying Democrats need to get smarter about border security and actually talk with Republicans about securing infrastructure and sending more resources down there. I mean, this is literally a no-brainer for somebody who's had a brain injury. So I don't understand what's going on, but you would think that this this kind of thing would spark some boycotts or some kind of widespread revolt, but either people have been psyoped into thinking this is a good thing or they're being distracted, or it's just being buried. I think a lot of people don't really see the extent of it because the reporters who do actually do good work on this fight the censorship industrial complex every single day, trying to get their information to, to the mm-hmm. light of day. Well, they are already allowing uh, one of the council members, Jesse Carpenter, who spoke up um, at this meeting that they had in Boston about allowing non-citizens to vote, told them that her small jurisdiction had hundreds of non-citizens registered as voters and they uh, after they began allowing non-citizens to vote. Uh, Boston, see, this is, how, this is how you completely destroy a nation. Mm-hmm. You flood these urban areas with illegals, allow them to vote, and, and, and you know, the, and this is why they wanted to get rid of the Electoral College, and when they couldn't do that, they're just flooding the country with illegals. And then they're going to allow them to vote. Oh, well, it, allowing them to vote in local elections, Andrea, isn't the same thing. Oh, really? How are they going to stop them? They're registered to vote. And if they're registered to vote and get a vote in the local elections, they're going to vote in the presidential and our congressional and our, and our federal elections. This is what our country is being completely taken away from us. And you're right. Right now, the average American, there is outrage out there. Not enough, in part because how much time is even conservative media spending just on the border issue alone right now. Now, we've got DeSantis going out there. We still have some Republicans, you know, trying to tr- take the nominee nomination away from President Trump when they can't don't even have uh, the ability to win at this point. Um, what, when what we should be, this is, a, this is one issue that unites Democrats, independents, and Republicans. And if the Republican Party really wanted to win, 
they would be focusing on it. Instead, we're seeing reports that Liz Cheney worked with uh, what was it, Benny Johnson, <laughs> who uh, to to uh, after the Jan Six committee, they it didn't preserve evidence. What evidence they preserved, mm-hmm. they handed over to Fannie Willis, right? Uh, and Jack Smith and not the Republican Party. That's what a Republican Party is doing. They're working with the weaponized deep state to try to control the outcome of elections. It was uh, Paul Ryan was uh, back in D.C. last week, uh, shoulder to shoulder with Mike Johnson. And Paul Ryan campaigned for for um, for House in Minnesota. And when he was campaigning, he said, I don't see myself as just a representative of Americans in my district or in my country. I see myself as much of a representative for for people in India. That was a Republican Speaker of the House. The the most important. What do you think? I don't know. The most important issue I'm beginning to think I, I was thinking it was the deep state. Because they control the outcome of elections. But the border, you know, it controls the outcome of elections too, ultimately. And so these are two competing top issues for me. How do you see it, Sesame? I I see it exact basically the same. I mean, this is in both situations, those those issues unchecked inherently mean that the American people lose their republic. We are no longer mm-hmm. the priority, we're no longer the constituents. At some point, we get outnumbered as the voters. Our cultural, our cultural identity gets replaced. Our values get replaced. Our flags start to change. They start tearing down the reconciliation monument in Arlington. They're erasing and rewriting history right before our eyes. So at some point, it's like these problems are equally, equally terrible in the sense that they're also deeply interconnected. Because think about it. I mean, what other kind of massive intelligence failure can you think of that's lasted for so many years besides the southern border? This has got to be the lar- one of the biggest intelligence failures. We have this massive national security state, but they can't do anything to actually secure our physical territory. Which means to me, the national security state is inherently useless. So it, for me, it's all connected, and it goes back to the same folks in power who are happy to call in the National Guard when it's 50 migrants or illegal immigrants that show up in Martha's Vineyard. But if California, Texas, Arizona, and basically every other state rapidly gets overwhelmed and the people start drowning, especially because we can't even – I mean, we're throwing out thousands of taxpayer-funded meals every single day in New York City because migrants don't want the food that's being prepared for them. I'm sorry, illegal a complete aliens. disrespect. A million dollars a month in free food is being thrown out because these illegal. Oh, mm-hmm. they're just so poor. You just this is a humanitarian crisis. How can we turn our backs on these poor people come here? They're refusing to eat our food. Refusing to eat our food. Could not be any greater disrespect. The only greater disrespect could be what happened at a Senate meeting in the, in, in the halls of the Senate. Sometime last week, I believe it was. We're going to take a break. We come back. As we're rounding out the year, maybe we need to talk about decency being on the ballot and how indecent this Biden administration has been. Stay with us. AK, dynamite in a dress. 
or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Remember in 2020 when Jill Biden tweeted out decency is on the ballot? Yeah, it was. And indecency is what's taking place in our country today. We just talked about a whole lot of indecency going on with our southern border and the American people being completely terrorized and having our nation being taken away from us um, by every Tom, Dick, and terrorist coming across the border. But let's talk about some indecency going on (laughs) by the adults in charge. Um, Breitbart did a great article today, the top nine degenerate Democrat scandals under Joe Biden. Because, by the way, this whole Senate staffer story that broke out uh, Friday, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Is that the only thing? Uh, You know, so many people were acting sesame like, oh, my gosh, how could this be? The, the desecration, the defiling of the Senate. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, this is just absolutely perverted behavior. And quite frankly, it is. It is perverted. But why would anybody be shocked? Right. I mean, the Democrat Party is all about ta- taking kids to pride parades where grown men have sex in the middle of the street. Why wouldn't the Democrat Party think it's OK for a Senate staffer to go and have sex in the Senate? And by the way, he reportedly uploaded this to a group in which porn, this guy has a history of porn. Andy No found that out. Did they not Where If Andy No could find out that this staffer had the history of doing, of making porn videos, then didn't Cardin, wasn't Cardin when he did a background check and checked the resume of this guy, he didn't know about that? Come on. Of course. It's complete debauchery going on in D.C., and my favorite part of the story, Sesame Broccolini, was the pic he, the selfie he took of himself naked in the shower in which he said, just waiting for Lindsey Graham to show up at the Senate showers. Hmm. Ladybug Graham has been quite silent on the story, hasn't she? <laughs> have you heard anything from Lady Graham on the story? No, I have not. And it's very suspicious. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the Republican Party has been quite silent and they shouldn't have been. Because Cardin himself, and this guy was a staffer, this pervert was a staffer for Cardin, had said that the halls of Congress, the Senate and the House, are sacred spaces. Suddenly, Cardin says he's not going to say anything else on the subject. Americans were arrested, one of which because he put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. That was a crisis. I remember hearing Dennis Prager screaming on air that the only time he had ever screamed in his life on a political story was seeing something that disrespectful by somebody putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Well, quite frankly, this was far worse. Think this guy's going to be arrested? No. Why? Because the left and their con- and this mar- communist uh, cultural Marxist movement are all about propping up the perversion going on in the LBGTQ community. Case in point, the Pope who has decided to reverse a ban on priests approving and actually holding um, gay wedding ceremonies. Your thoughts, Sesame? Very strange and dark new chapter of the church. I mean, at this point, they're rewriting all of the foundational values in order to satisfy all of the weird desires of their political allies. So to watch... The Pope, the Vatican, the church, 
Well, I don't want to even implicate the church necessarily because this is one person, and I, I, I imagine there will be backlash. I imagine there, there will be, be backlash. Um, would it? Sh- yeah. Would, don't you think that people should be wising up about this cultural Marxist movement? And this is about just turning America and turning the West into Sodom and Gomorrah. You look at the mm-hmm. nine scandals that Breitbart documented from the staffer having sex in the Senate to the porn webcam. We haven't talked much about that. Democrat Virginia Senate candidate doing porn on a porn webcam married Coke in the White House. The trans person flashing boob up bare breast at the White House. Drag queen influencer to recruit sailors in the Navy. Democrat mayor arrested on child porn related charges. Um, the uh, energy guy that uh, BDSM practitioner Sam caught stealing, yeah, start stealing stealing luggage. I could go mm-hmm. on and on and on. This is the Democrat Party, and this is the indecency and the perversion that this political movement is trying to unleash and normalize here and globally. Your thoughts? I wonder. I mean, at some point, phase one is wake people up. Phase two is what do you do? What do you do about it? Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Yeah. This is where I'm I'm very gung-ho about, very hawkish about. This takeover has been happening for a long, long time, and we don't have time for our own slow, long march through the institutions. So we need a lot of people to wake up, a critical mass of Americans, and we need them to rise to the occasion, start reclaiming the institutions, reclaiming the narrative, pushing these radical types back to the fringes of society. The worst among us have been mainstreamed, and the rest of mainstream society, civilized society, needs to start pushing back a lot harder than we've been. No more boycotts. I mean, yes, boycotts, but, like, no more just talking about it. It's the same thing with the GOP. Stop talking about impeaching Biden. Just start doing it. That's what I want to yeah. see with voters. Start reclaiming this country in any way that you possibly can. Yeah, we we need a full court press. Mm-hmm. We need to be running for office every, everywhere that we can. We need to be on the phone with our current elected officials telling yes. them you're not going to get another dime. We, need to be, we should already be on the phone with them. Mitch McConnell is negotiating a border deal. How well do you think that's going to work out for us, people? And why has he not been primaried? Why is anybody continuing to give money to a church that is not, that is not on our side, that's actually mm-hmm. on the side of depravity, right? If, you know, think about any, if you're going to a mega church, like Stephen Furtick, I can't watch him anymore. I used to love Stephen Furtick. He's not on our side. He's on the side of lining his pockets and on the side of expansion. And, uh, you know, it, I, I was I was watching something this morning and I saw the scripture. And it, it's like if you're in, in the commentary was if you're listening to a sermon that only tickles your ears, if that's all you're hearing in church. And no and you're not being talked to about your sin and about repentance, you're in the wrong church. This country will never be turned around if we don't get turned around from a spiritual standpoint because that's how we're being destroyed. It's not just about national sovereignty at the border. We're allowing that to happen by our laziness, which is also sinful on our part. All right, I think that's it for hour one. Stay with us because we've got hour two coming up. Lots more to get into. Lots more. Michelle Bachman made some comments that had to do with Gaza that have a lot of people up in arms. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. Hour two coming up.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.